47 and a half minutes gone Connick's line out is 5 metres from the Leicester line they have 3 tries on the board looking for a bonus point didn't think we'd be saying that so early Dowling takes the ball in we certainly didn't think we'd be saying that when Leicester scored the first 2 tries of the game to lead 10-0 now Connick to have a maul but it's not going forward Leicester have defended it brilliantly they're down a man but you wouldn't know it will Connick try and use the back line a bit out it comes to Aki Aki gets out to Cardi oh what a looping one from Porch he gives it off to O'Halloran he's looking for a second try he reaches over he touches down Tiernan O'Halloran gets the bonus point try for Connick that was a wonderfully crafted move with Porch coming in off the right wing ah that's fantastic Four point margin, 28 24, 90 seconds to go at the sports ground. Leicester are looking for a famous comeback win and really put a dagger blow into the hearts of Connacht, who led by 18 points. Van Portsley, seven metres out from the line. Leicester go again. Pick and go, Leicester. They're still not got within the five metre range. When they do, that's when it really turns on. Visa with the carry. He's had a fine game. Connacht are saying they're on their feet, they're over the ball, they want the penalty. Oh, Boyle has been penalised. That's a big moment for Leicester Boyle pushed too hard he was hands on the ball Leicester will be happy to just take a free play they whip it wide Tiernan O'Halloran has to make the tackle he has it Saubaki has scored in the corner Leicester have won I think 80 seconds to go Leicester win it in the corner Connick's woes against English sides continues they cannot beat them it's the Craig Rugby podcast we're in the clan stand after a last minute gut-wrenching defeat my name's Ola Deegan I've got Normal host Rob Murphy is guest today. Yeah, we do this sometimes, switching things around. Oh yeah, yeah. Keep keep the fans on their toes. Yeah. And I've got one of the A team, Niall Pakishil. It's A team stuff, lads. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we have to we have to challenge this uh, unchallenged A team title. I don't know what to say to that. You look as gutted about that as you did about the result, man. Ba- that's listen, brutal stuff. We're in bad form. I'm sorry. You know, I mean, I'm in the uh, p- what pundit chair, I guess, uh, today, and yeah, it's just it's a bad one to lose. There's no way of looking at it any differently. Uh, I'm going to say, and I'm making this up because I'm not sure, but let's say six, let's say 57 minutes on the clock. Connacht have a line out on the 22. I'd say within five minutes there, the fields of Ramroy are going up around the Clan Terrace, and they overthrow it, and from that point to the end it was a disaster yeah Disgust. we lost we lost control we had complete control in that game Pacquiao and we lost it how do you lose an 18 point lead at home with 20 minutes to go uh, I don't know but you follow that blueprint there tonight um, yeah it was just shocking last 20, 20 25 minutes maybe um, real disappointing but yeah I don't think they just respected the ball there was there was times, you know, to hold on to it, and uh, kind of just didn't do it. It was, um, yeah, very poor. It was indeed. Okay, we're still we're not all feeling great. Here's here's what Dave Finn had to say straight after a match. He goes on one of his rants. Oh, Dave Finn rant! It needs it. Dave, that's a brutal way to finish a game for Connacht. I've been here before. We do this. We implode. I mean, we imploded. There's no point getting away with it. I do think the foot is in touch. I People are trying to convince me, but I've looked at the... They're showing me stills and videos. They're showing me the last bit. I think the foot was in touch. I think Raynal got that wrong. I think he should have pinged them at the rock where Paul Boyle was, because I think Paul Boyle had his hands on the ball and should have pinged them. If he went off his feet afterwards, that seems to be something that referees are doing. They don't seem to take into account that you've... The reason you've gone off bounces is because, hey, you know what? You haven't given the penalty against them, but it should never, 
ever have come to this. Should never have come to this. You're 18 points up. Yeah, it's 55 minutes to go. Played really, really well. I don't know, 50. Sorry, it was 25 minutes ago. 25 minutes ago. So, so, we're, playing, so we're playing really, 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 really well. Second half have been really good. Um, the first half was odd. Just strange, strange game. I, I, on 60 minutes, I was thinking, how bad is everybody else in the Premiership if these guys are the leaders? And then in the last 20 minutes, the shoulders wide. Um, they made a very subtle move that I don't think many people picked up on. Bryce Hegarty didn't went to 10 in attack and went back to 15 when the, as soon as they lost the ball. Um, they stopped kicking. Turns out they're actually quite good when they throw the ball around. Uh, when, when Bryce Hegarty is at 10. But yeah, Hegarty was definitely at 10. Burns was still on the pitch. There's two things. I do not... I'm really starting to worry about our impact off the bench. I don't think that's working for us. I don't think... I think the management is aware of that, but I don't think it's working for us. We're not good coming off weeks off anyway. The guys who are starting are starting all the time. The only, the only position where you see any sort of rotation is weirdly on the wings. Throw your prescribed substitutions out the window. Make substitutions because you have to make substitutions, not because you plan to make substitutions. Um, I think that whole strategy is a, is, a, is a plague in rugby anyway. I'm still looking to have substitution minimised to three because I think it will actually make the game better. The only two player, player who was making any sort of impact from the match was Jack Anger. And Jack Anger going off and Maddie Burke coming on. And you're, whatever, you, whatever you're doing, I don't understand why... Did Finley have an injury we didn't know about? Does he have, is he one of these things where they, where they can't play him beyond that because he's, he's carrying an injury that might get worse if he goes beyond that at any stretch? I don't know. They got the bit between the teeth. They powered over us. They moved Hegarty to 10, which, they did it, which is the same thing they did in Welford Road and it changed the game over there. And nobody talked about it. Nobody. I did. I know you did, but that's because you would you 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 see these things. You're not obsessed with scrums like everybody else is. The only silver lining is two bonus points brings us up to eight. There's three teams I think are on two, so they're gone. We 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 I think there will definitely be more than four teams below us, at least two of whom can't catch us. But you didn't want to go to Paris having to win, and that's effectively what we have to do. We could get, we should get through with two losing bonus points, but it means we do absolutely have to go full throttle. Maybe we will. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is a better scenario. Going full throttle at Stad, we have, we we have to do this. It could be brilliant, but it was unnecessary, and it was incredibly unnecessary. We're 18 points up after 55 minutes, and that's yeah. the ball breaker. Okay, that was that was Dave on one of his. Famous long rants after a game like this. Um, now let's hear what uh, William's gone off to getting a load of interviews, and one of them is is um, Connacht former Connacht legend Michael Swift. Let's hear his analysis of what went wrong tonight. Connacht legend Michael Swift standing on the side of a pitch he graced many, many times for Connacht. What did you make of that? Well, I'm, I think William, I'm in a bit, a bit of sort of a bit of a shock there. Really, commentating there on on RCA end of the game, and uh, y- you know. It, with us, with Connacht leading 28-10 with what was it 20 minutes to go I, you know it was asked to lose and we, we very much kind of gave them a lot of outs in, in, in the last 20 minutes and I think looking now in hindsight having a bit of time to think about it perhaps you know we were asking questions all the time whenever we built some phases we were always going two or three phases and then looking to kick and I think in the second half you know, we were as opposed to, 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 to running the ball and looking and asking questions, we were kicking the ball in first or second phase. And the game plan, first half, keep the ball in pitch, make them run around, 
they were not used to that in the Gallagher Premiership. But I think in the second half, perhaps we might have, we should have been maybe finding touch a little bit more because the more the game came into it, they were still kicking in the second half, but they were kicking to contest a bit more. They were getting the 50-50s. We were had a lot of unforced errors. They were making unforced errors as well, but we kept giving it back to them and giving them outs and giving them opportunities. And in the end, right at the end, it paid for, paid off for them. Sickening. Yeah, it's it's a bizarre game. Leicester scored ten points. Connick then replied with twenty eight points. And then Leicester come back and score nineteen points. You, you know, you, you couldn't script that. If you saw that in a in a book, you'd say nuts. Yeah. But it had that feel. It was an odd game. The first half never really got to full pace, although both sides scored two tries second half was a different game but what happened to Connacht because they they kind of fell apart there the whole the whole shape went the minute Leicester got that third try Connacht to me didn't seem to know what they were actually trying to achieve yeah and, and that's been unusual for Connacht they, they've had a very good game plan everyone's kind of seen off the same hymn sheet this year and, and at times I thought they were looking around the body language wasn't great there was a few rabbit in the headlight kind of moments as well, I thought, which has been really unconnect like this season. Um, I think we talked actually before the game, if they could get parity in a set piece, the game was there to be won. And I think the second half, Leicester really kind of dug and they were getting the, the 50-50s in the set piece. Genge was being a bit more um, a bit more aggressive in the scrum. Obviously, there's a few injuries from a Connacht perspective that will probably come out. And, and you know, Tui Mago had to go to the tight head side and all these questions. But I thought the more defence was really poor. That try, the second last try in the corner, looking at the replays, um, Dewar Seneca will be really unhappy about that defence. It was very, very passive. And it was just adding to the weight of the, of the Leicester try, the Leicester mall. And then right at the end, I thought our fold around the fence left John Porch really exposed. And in the last minute of the game, you're not really looking at that for players and, and, and Connor really paid the price at the end. But I just thought game management, as I said, second half, we actually conversely needed to slow the ball down a bit, slow, needed to slow the game down in the second half and play a bit more cup rugby and just slow the, temp, the, 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 the pace because the pace was all Leicester in the second, in the last 20 minutes. And, and, and in the end, it, it told and Connor looked quite tired at the end of the game. Connacht did look very tired at the end of the game, and they looked a bit tired mentally as well. There was a the sh- once the shape went, it just they seemed to did they lose belief because that's what I felt. Yeah, you know, that, that, that possibly might be right. And I, as I said, I, I, maybe because the game plan that they had implemented, you know, maybe they weren't. I'm not saying they weren't savvy enough to because there's a lot of experience in that Connacht team, but maybe they just needed a shift of emphasis in, in the second half and maybe go back to maybe a traditional way of Connacht maybe playing of slowing the game down slightly just to breathe a bit because you could see it wasn't happening for them. But they just kept kicking the ball back infield and they were and, and Leicester just were, were kind of lapping it up. But yeah, the game game management, as I said, first half, they were asking questions up once all be after the, the slow start in the first half. They were asking questions, multi-phase. Leicester at times didn't know what to do. They, they're not faced with those those kind of pitches in the Gallagher Premiership week in, week out. But second half, it was more a couple of phases kick, a couple of phases kick, and Leicester were reading that and they were putting men behind the ball and uh, and kind of lapping it up, unfortunately. Connacht did get two points. They've gone to eight points. It means Paris now next Sunday. There's a huge prize there. You, you, know, you get a bonus point. You get a couple of points. You get a win. But how do you get over something like that? I mean, you're 18 points up at home and you're cruising and suddenly it's crash and burn. How, how, do, you, how do you clear your head? Do you, do you need to pick some different players for next week? Do you need to freshen it up? Or what do you do? It's, it's a big ask for them. Yeah, it really, it, it feels like a double loss. You know, it, it feels more than just, a, 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 you know, just losing one game because mentally, as you said, they were they were cruising at one stage. They really were. They had it. They had the game in the bag, 
Um, so next week, as I said, it, it, I, I, after this game, I thought it was all over. But looking at the numbers, Connett still have a an opportunity to qualify, albeit a slim one, next week. Um, maybe he does look to freshen up. It was great, you know, from the positives, it was great to see Matt Healy come back, Tom Farrell, um, Paul Boyle as well. Um, so that game time today will really kind of put them in good stead for next week. So I imagine there will be a few changes next week. Um, they are still in it. Um, it be a great, way, great place to go in France and on, on a hard ground, I'm sure it will be. It's exciting, but mentally, I think... Physically, they'll be able to recuperate from this game pretty quickly, but there's a big ask on the management team this week to almost, you know, it's easy to say here now to park that game and move forward and look forward on the Monday when it comes to the analysis. But mentally, that's a hard one to swallow. Champions Cup, they really talked about this is the first time that Connacht could qualify out of the group stage on on the seventh attempt. And it's going to be really difficult now. So there's a big ask uh, from the management team this week to try and turn this result around and, and try and look for the positives going into next weekend's game. OK, one of his other interviews that William got tonight was, was Steve Bortwick on the side of the pitch after the game. Let's hear what the victorious coach had to say. Congratulations, Steve. That was uh, epic in its own way. Oh, I think if any neutral watching that game would probably have thought it was a great game of rugby. And I thought um, whilst we started well and finished well, the middle part of the game was completely controlled by Connor. I thought superb. Um, the way they played and there's going to be lots of lessons for us to learn through that through that game they put us under immense pressure um, I'm obviously pleased with the score at the end I'm, I'm mostly pleased with the way the, play, the, way the Leicester players um, just kept fighting to the end didn't go away Bizarre game you scored 10 points Connor scored 28 points Leicester scored 19 points uh, as you say the middle bit of it uh, it got completely away from Leicester, but then they kept going and they had the fortitude to see it out. Yeah, and, and we'll look closely at why that game went away for us through that, that period. I thought Connaught was superb. And clearly, I've been, um, I think this is only the second loss Connaught have had here this season. So I thought Connaught, immense credit to their players and their coaching staff and, and also to the Connaught supporters. I thought, um, I've, pl- I came, I've come here as a player before and it just thrilling place to play what an incredible place to come and play rugby so unique um, such a great atmosphere and so I'd like to pay credit to the Connaught supporters um, they're passionate and respectful um, to the opposition passionate for their team so um, we'll learn a lot from this um, for our young boys our young players against a very experienced Connaught team to come here and, and experience this will be, um, it'll be real positive for us in the long term You've qualified in Europe now. You have a game next week which will allow you to position yourselves for whoever you'll be playing in, in the round of 16. Three wins out of three. It's, it's a good spot to be in Europe and now you can go back and concentrate. Once you've played Bordeaux, you can go back into the what will be hard work in the Championship. Yeah, well, I think from my point of view, I said to the players here, just enjoy this, respect the win. Um, Leicester Tigers went through a long period with not very many wins so each one of them I say let's make sure we respect the win um, and then come Monday we'll review it Monday morning by Monday lunchtime we'll then be on to Bordeaux and, and we won't look back to this any longer we'll just, uh, we won't look past Bordeaux and that's the way we operate And just looking at the way Connacht played there at the end and got, and got sque- squeezed out of it were you surprised by the, by, by the way maybe they stopped playing a little bit when the pressure uh, when you started to turn the screw on them, Connick didn't seem to have any answers to that last, especially the last 15 minutes. Um, I'm not sure I can really answer that because really I only looked at it from from the perspective of Leicester Tigers and what we needed to do. I'll, I'll look at it and, and, and I review the game properly. But from from my point of view, it was really just concentrate on, on the Leicester team, what we needed to do to try and get back into the game. 
Well, we've enjoyed having you here and uh, hopefully you'll get back. It's been 15 years since Leicester. We're hopefully it won't be as long again. Two really good games against you and uh, good luck for the rest of the European campaign. Yeah, well, thank you. I think Connor, uh, a, a superb team and I think we've really enjoyed coming across to Galway here. Uh, I can't credit the, the Connaught supporters enough. I thought they were incredible today um, cheering on their team. Shame it wasn't um, actually jammed to the rafters, a full house. Um, shame there weren't more Leicester Tigers supporters here, but um, hopefully there'll be games in the future where that can happen. And now here's Rob with Andy Friend and Niall Murray. And Niall Murray. Thanks, Rob. Andy Friend has heartbreaking losses you probably experienced in your entire uh, period of time here, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I probably can't think of a more disappointing one, Rob, to be honest. Um, I say close, but not not uh, not the bacon in the end. So, yeah, it's very disappointing, mate. Eight points is a return that you would have taken at this stage without question in terms of how competitive Connacht have been in the Champions Cup this year, potential of what you can achieve over in Paris. Uh, but at the same time, like it's very hard to do well in this competition and let home games slip when you're 18 points up. Yeah, very much so. I suppose it was, yeah, the, the, the first first 10 minutes were down 10 points. Uh, we showed our character there. I thought we rallied. We came back. We go in 14-10 at half time. We come out after half time. Two very good scores, up by 18 points. Uh, and then, yeah, you must pay a compliment to Leicester. They, they never give up. They keep coming. We knew that was coming, but we looked at it, Rob, we made too many errors and we probably stopped playing, stopped playing a little bit of, of you know, and trying to protect that lead. And we just talked about that in the shed. Like, you know, the, the reason that we got the lead is because we're playing the brand of footy that we've been training all year and what we've been doing. So uh, we've got to be that footy team that keeps believing in that and keeps playing. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a tough one to take, mate. Yeah, it was, I think, 28-10. You had a line-out in the 22. The fields of Atten Rye were going up in the Clan Terrace. You'd won the penalty. Um, but after that, too, and you're talking about the 15 minutes after the Simbin was over, a lot of kind of kicks straight to their back three, even their back four. They were just waiting for kicks and they seemed to lap it all up. Yeah, they did. I mean, I, you know, we we uh, we knew, you know what's coming from them. They actually want you to play from deep. So I thought we were pretty relentless with that. But when we get in that attacking zone, which is any anywhere over that halfway, like that. That's that's where we we were saying that we let play. Um, and I thought just at the tail end, in the last ten minutes in particular, we probably turned. You know, we we had opportunities and we we didn't take them. So, oh, listen, we'll review that one, Rob, and we'll reflect upon it. And what could have been and what should have been. And at the end of the day, um, yeah, they scored five tries to our four, and they got the win. Uh, the last few decisions. Um, Sir Paul Boyle, did you think that should have been a penalty to Connacht or did you feel like fair enough he was in too late or whatever the referee was suggesting? I felt it was it was a turnover. Um, but yeah, it wasn't to be. I actually thought Matthew Raynell did fine during the, the course of the game. Like it's, it's always going to be tough that on first viewing on live, I thought it was a try. On the first replay, it looked like the foot had gone into touch. On subsequent replays, it looked like it was a try. So I, I'm not going to complain about that. Uh, it, you know, that they went through the, the right process there. Um, bottom line is we shouldn't have been having the blokes scoring the try in the corner. Didn't get the bounce from the bench then. Is that fair? We got some bounce, but maybe not as much as we wanted. Like I thought our our, um, 
you know, we, we said it's, again, upon reflection over in Welford Road, we're probably a bit slow to get some of our bounces on. Um, but that's why we, we actually tried to empty that bench pretty quickly just to keep the energy and the momentum going. But, uh, yeah, things, things probably didn't go our way with that. So we'll have a look at that one too. Uh, no, Murray, uh, really, really disappointing way to finish the game. Maybe just give us an idea how, how, how that played out for you guys. Um, look, it's really disappointing. Um, 18 points up, 20 minutes to go. We felt like we were cruising. Um, and I suppose we just left left chances out there and too many un unforced errors. And I suppose we, we let them back into the game by doing that. Um, we really shouldn't be letting an 18-point lead go. So it's, it's really disappointing. Uh, it was a brilliant start to the second half. When you get that far ahead, you know, it's easy for us outside to suggest that maybe you start to get complacent, maybe you start to settle on it. Do you feel that happened as a collective group? Um, I suppose in a, in a sense it did, yeah. Um, we had the foot on the throat um, and we really should have we should have killed it off. But we let them in through them unforced errors, like I said. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's really disappointing. So like, I'm, I'm sure we're going to take a lot of learning and we're going to be hurting for a few days. But once we get back into training on Tuesday, we'll... All guns blazing. A lot went right as well. No, that's probably what makes it so baffling the way it kind of like you, had, you just that start obviously was a critical factor as well, giving 10 points that early. Yeah, yeah. Um, we knew what was coming. Um, we knew it'd be hard to stop. And unfortunately, um, well, our Maldi has been pretty good this season. Um, and unfortunately, we, we conceded a penalty and they got an advantage and scored off a, a break off of them all. It's really disappointing on a, for a forwards aspect, but yeah, to concede 10 points that easily and that softly, um, it's a real big work on. And I'm sure we'll kick on from this Tuesday morning. You're still in with a chance, I suppose, of uh, doing what you targeted. If you beat Stad Frenzy, in all likelihood, you'll get into the knockouts. That's the aim now, isn't it? That's the aim, yeah, absolutely. Um, like friend, you said earlier on, we're sitting on eight points. Um, I haven't looked at the table either, but we're we're taking it one game at a time. Um, so we're planning on going to Stade Francais and making making an upset there and taking five points. Okay, in the background, you can hear Adam Whitty. Yeah, that's like I know that <laughs> from, voice. Yeah, on the BBC, he's still on there. I think they're they're going to have fun in in, in Galway tonight. I'm not sure it felt like that after 50 minutes, but certainly by the end they were. Uh, he's by the way, Adam's been an absolute uh, joy to have on the podcast. Great information, really really enjoyed it. Uh, super stuff. Adam was slightly gutted that he didn't get the full sports round welcome of wind, rain, and howling yeah, no, gales. The only problem the problem we had in commentary is because there was no wind whatsoever. They they steam from the burgers just was drifting across, and it was like a foggy day for us. <laughs> the things you have to deal with. Oh, gutted for you, Rob. Gutted for you. Yeah, I'm sure that's the biggest. I'm sure that's the biggest issue on everyone's head right now. It is. It is. Okay. So why do we lose? We don't know how to win that a game like that. They came on. I'll tell you what. Their bench bounced on. Our bench did not. Their Mid bench had four front row forwards on it. Exactly. And an academy player. I, I, I think big things. Like you mentioned earlier on, I mentioned it, I was saying it again here on the stand as I did when I was over in Leicester. As long as Freddie Burns was a 10, we were probably going to win. As soon as they took him away from 10, it changed everything because suddenly they, the go-forward ball that the forwards were producing was given to the backs in a, in a 
mode and format that meant that he could do something with it. Anyway, let's see if, if William's going to join us after all his exploits of interviews. And what are his thoughts on... Has he felt any better about it now that he's had a few minutes to think about it? Uh, no. Um, I, really, I, I, was, I was almost speechless on radio. I could see it happening. It was like a slow motion thing. Um, Connacht just completely lost their shape. Leicester, I think, were freed up because they were 18 points down and I think that freed their mentality and they said, right, there's no option now we have to start trying to play a little bit Uh, their bench worked very well for them and they just kept plugging away but Connacht's decision making went awry they should have been getting the ball off the park contest the line outs keep them up in their own half there was too much kicking to try to to, to play rugby Um, and I suppose Connacht were one score away. If they got another score, yeah, Leicester at that stage, you, you know, you sort of say we're giving up here. I think they are surprised that they came back. Um, Steve Borthwick at the end was on the field. There was a lot of stuff going on. There was he declined to discuss that with BBC. I didn't ask him. Um, so there was a you know. It, they feel their backs are against the wall a bit, I think, because they're, you know, they've had the players leaving. They've got the situation with this salary cap issue. They, they're there to be shot at. They lost last Sunday. They've won a few games. They've won three games this season now. They beat Saracens like this. They beat Bristol on St. Stephen's Day like this. And now they've done Connacht the same way. And they are going home. They're delighted. They have three wins. Connacht, a lot of questions to ask about the last 20 minutes and the first 20 mm-hmm. when they went 10-0 down and they were half asleep. Then they dominated the next 40 minutes. Uh, 10, Leicester scored 10, Connacht scored 28, Leicester scored 19. It's, it's, you'd read that in a book, you'd be told it's nonsense, it can't be done. But it's going to be a big ask for them now. It's, there's big questions for the management as in... Uh, Michael Swift I've just interviewed there said physically no problem they'll get over it but mentally and maybe you need to freshen it up maybe you need to pick a few different players maybe you need to try something different you don't know Stad are playing Bristol tonight uh, we've already had one surprise result today Wasps have beaten Toulouse so if Stad were to turn up in Bristol and win they would be enlivened for next week if they don't win then they, they won't have anything to play for Connacht will still have someone to play for uh, French teams at home love to win but their management might say, right, yeah, absolutely, lads, but we're going to rest a few players because they're, they're not doing very well in the competition that, that is their main bread and butter. So Connacht have, got to, but Connacht have actually got to forget all of that. They've got to get through this. They've got to sort out what went wrong. And there's going to have to be some hard talking. I think that was a big factor today. A uh, lot of talk beforehand about Leicester's bench. No way the Connacht players didn't think that themselves as well. I think they, they have to get the heads right next week. And I just think this is a real important point. They've got loads of praise for playing great rugby. They've got some good results. But if they're serious about what they're trying to do the next few weeks, Glasgow and so on after that, they've got to get some results. They can't go over to Scarlet and take a Pelton. They can't lose at home to Glasgow. They've got to figure out a way of winning in Paris, which is not easy. Mm. It's a lot of work to do. That's my last day. Yeah, it's big boy rugby is what it's called. Monster showed how to do it last night. You mightn't like the way they play the game or how they do it, but they bloody get results. That's big boy rugby, and Connick have to learn it. Okay. I would never, ever want Connick to play like Monster play rugby. I wouldn't come. I wouldn't be here. I would be the same, but you still, there's the point of where do you win. You can't, you can't keep losing games like that either. 
no, that's true, and I, I agree with that. But um, uh, Connacht didn't respect the ball. I, I, I felt as where they they um, lost it in the last twenty. I think they thought they had a one. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. body language was all over the shop. Um, you know, there was you know when Jack covered a kick and he launched it back. Um, the chase was poor. Uh, you know, and it happened repeatedly. They actually looked out on their feet with 15 minutes to go, which is yeah. isn't good. Just on that, Niall, they had four back constantly for kicks. We had two, one, two, one, you know, just kind of one guy kind of tracking back, another guy back. Our, our, our organisation seems slow. But I, I think that's that's the tactic. You know, by, by kind of the field, I think the field, maybe they're able to cover it by doing that. Um, it has to be urgency then. Well, that's it, and that's where the, that's what there wasn't. They looked they looked out in their feet to me with 15, 15 to go, mm. and um, so maybe it's time to freshen it up, and maybe it was time to freshen it up before now. Well, you can say that, but we've only had one game in between this game and the last time we played Leicester, so there's only so much freshening up you can do. I suppose one of the big turning points really is Finley Beale went off injured, so that when Jack Angel came on, he was doing okay until he got injured. We then had to bring Berkey back on. Which meant Titi Tuamaga had to move from loose head to tight head. So we effectively finished with two loose heads. I know they had four props on the bench, but losing two tight heads in the space of 10 minutes was a huge part of it as well. Yeah, it, it was. It, it started to go wrong around that. Um, but again, when you're 18 points up, you have to find a way to deal with this stuff. That, that's what seemed to go wrong, was that they... they not to say that they lost their nerve, but they, they seemed to lose their belief. That's what it looked like, and I agree with with Niall. They looked exhausted, and the players that came off the bench didn't look much better. Uh, it was it was as though they got eighteen points up on the leaders of the English Premiership, and went, "What do you do now? You keep playing because they're the leaders of the English Premiership, and they've lost one game this season, and that's the problem. That's the lesson. Don't stop." Leicester got away with that. They kept going and going and going, and they got a lucky break here or there, and they scored. And they did what Munster did last night and Harlequins did. And it's interesting, they're the top three teams in our pool. That's the lesson there is that's how you get to the top of pools. That's how you get to the top of uh, uh, situations is is by just keeping going. Uh, You can argue about the way Munster play, but they got one chance last night and they said, thanks, we'll take that. And Casts, they stopped playing. Uh, And it's, you know, it must be tempting but that's what they have to talk about here because I think they will do okay in Paris if they come out and play that at Brand of Rugby but at some stage in Paris they might be asked this hard question do you really believe you're going to win this game? and that's the question for Connacht did they believe we're going to win this game? and if you did then why didn't you? Yeah William most people are going to say was it a try? was it not? we've already had a bit of a debate on it and we've, we've heard in the podcast from Andy Friend and he said look like it wasn't a try sorry it looked like it was a try when I saw it first then when I saw the first replay I thought it wasn't a try and when I saw the second replay I thought it was a try he did also think Paul Boyle was over the ball and should have had the turnover but he also said Reynal had a good game overall he felt yeah I thought Reynal did really well and it didn't Just look like Reynal was about Reynal was about to give us the penalty for Boyle and I don't know why he didn't it looked as though he was yeah. about to give us the penalty and then Boyle getting turned over after that brilliant break at the back of the scrum which gave them the possession oh, oh man it was just oh. there's so many little things there's oh. so many little things but it was just a succession of them yes. and that's and that was the problem and that was part of a general malaise that happened out there with 20 minutes to go 
Well, I suppose the, the positive you want to take out of it, that I take out of it, is that we were leading the team who were leading the English Premiership by 18 points with 20 minutes to go. We put ourselves in that position. We've probably never been there before. There was a malaise came into Connacht there. Now, maybe they were tired, but the organisation went and they didn't then seem to know what they were trying to do. Were they trying to take the game to Leicester or stop Leicester playing? And I think it's very important. Leicester got freed up. They, ha- they had to start playing a bit. There's no, there's no, you're not coming back from 18 points down if you no, don't. No, but they, they, they also changed their out half. Yeah. It was exactly the same in, in Leicester. As long as Freddie Burns was at 10, we were fine. And once they took him out and Hegarty came in, their back line became, came alive. And so the forwards that were giving them good ball suddenly had backs who were doing something with it. Yeah, that's true. And to be honest, we didn't talk about that enough in the commentary because I thought Burns was off for a little while and then he was suddenly on still doing the kicking. But Hegarty was brilliant and he's a super player. So, yeah, look, for me, you just have to take this defeat as, as a real lesson and let's see how they react to it. Yeah, it's all about the mental strength now, isn't it? That's for sure. Um yeah, I, I just I still think they need to freshen things up. Um, it's just uh, that's not the stuff now. They know you can see when they come in. We'll see how they react. We will indeed. Okay, thanks, folks. Oh, there's Adam. We'll get we'll get Adam's quick quick thought. Adam Adam Whitty from BBC Leicester. We're just finishing the podcast as you're finishing your long day's work, but you'll go home happy tonight. Yeah, very happy. It was a typically Tigers performance from this season. They look fitter than a lot of other teams that they play. I think that's what won it at the end. They've been drilled by Alid Walters, who Munster fans will know a lot about, who South Africa fans will know a lot about. He drills these sides exceptionally. And with 15, 20 minutes left, they, and with two, three minutes left, they were still powering on. Uh, it was really emotional actually checking to Steve Borthwick. Um, I'm not sure if he's mentioned it with you in, in the interview he did with you as well. Uh, Jose Samaki, who got the winning try at the end there. We've been seeing that, that tsunami warning in, in uh, Tonga and New Zealand. He's a Tonga international and got that at the end. I think that's why he was beating the ground and was so emotional at the end. It was a big day for him, an emotional day for him. It was so emotional that I actually thought he was ruining having missed scoring the try, I have to say. Um, but... I thought it was a fantastic performance from Tigers. They've done this three times now. It was very like the game at Bristol. It was very like the game at Saracens, although the, the, the scoreline and the amount of tries was very different. Uh, Steve Borthwick is doing an exceptional job at Leicester Tigers and uh, they can be very proud of the fact that they never seem to know they're beaten, that they're fitter, stronger mentally and physically than a lot of other sides. But I thought it was a fabulous game in rugby, I have to say. A fabulous, fabulous game. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. That's it, folks. We'll be back in midweek to um, have a bit more analysis on this game and look forward to our trip to Paris. Nothing changes, sad